0: Hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of 20 and Trying. As always, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Peyton. And this week we are
1: talking with Jessie, a senior in college, majoring in literature and culture, who is the creator of the Instagram account at This Happy Page.
0: Jessie took her experience with At This Happy Page to launch herself into a career in the social and digital space, working with corporate companies, entertainment brands, and even influencers.
1: We are really excited about this episode because this is the first one where we dive solely into the world of social media and how you can be authentic online.
0: Well, Jesse, just like with every episode, we always begin with our weekly optimism. So what is something that you're looking forward to this week?
2: Honestly, just more time with family and friends. Now that things are starting to calm down a bit more, really focusing on quality time the little moments with everyone that I think I definitely started taking for granted.
1: That's so nice. You definitely need to. Are those your dogs? tour?
2: No, those are not my dogs. Oh. Those would be oh, my, my dogs. <laughs> oh, your dogs. I was
1: like, cause usually we get interrupted by her, um, her little doggies. They want to play when we go. So I thought it was them. <laughs> not my fault this time. But yeah, it's super important to have and appreciate those little moments, especially with your family and friends, like you said. So I'd have to say that's probably mine as well. Like just kind of, chilling out, taking the time. Um, I recently just saw a friend who moved away and she came into town. So that was like kind of what kicked it off. It was nice to be reunited and just share time together.
0: I love that. I'm so, um, there. I have a friend that like was living out of town and she was back because of the the pandemic but I'm so sad because she's actually leaving this week um, and I have to go out of town for work. So I completely miss her but we were talking about making plans. Like I'd go up and visit her in upstate New York, which is where she will be for part of the summer. So I'm excited for that. But I think my weekly optimism is getting away for this weekend just because I was telling Peyton earlier, I feel so stuck and I hate feeling like that. So I'm hoping that getting away, changing my surroundings will help me get unstuck.
1: Absolutely. Sometimes you need that change of scenery kind of just gets you out of that you know because when you stay in one place for too long it's just what you get used to you know and I think that that's why as well in the pandemic I think a lot of people struggled because you're just sitting in the same place and you just feel like you can't you don't have that same momentum as you once had and even like going out for walks sometimes like some people did that was very great for their mental health because they're like oh at least I can see some like different trees or something, you know what I mean? (laughs) So I think it'll be, it'll be good for you to go out and just kind of have some fun and get out of
0: the. Here's to hoping. I mean, I was like a creative wheelhouse during the pandemic. And now I don't know if maybe I'm just so burnt out that I'm just hitting a wall, but I'm excited for this weekend. And I'm also very excited for this interview.
1: (laughs) Me too. Alrighty, So let's get into a little bit about you, Jesse. So you created this happy page during middle school. How has your adulthood changed the page and your mission?
2: I think I definitely know more what I'm doing now because I work in social and digital media and starting the page was really what pushed me to that field and inspired me to be passionate about it and use social media for positive change instead of all the negative things that we see online almost every day, unfortunately. So growing up with the page really taught me how to choose a demographic and really direct content at the demographic and all of the big marketing terminology words and things like that, that really help you grow an audience and kind of make your impact a lot bigger than it was when I was just blindly posting and not crediting the people that were writing some of the content and doing all of that. So I think I've definitely grown with the page and learned how to give credit and grow an audience and just further the impact that I'm trying to make over the years.
1: That's amazing.
0: Something that we talk a lot about on this podcast is when social media is used for the right reasons. And we definitely think that this happy page is doing it for the right reasons. And it's amazing how something that you started, let's say, is it fair to say 10 years ago?
2: I think it's six or seven now. Yeah. About getting up there.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, overstated (laughs) that, but how the rule book of social media has really changed. You said how you learn so much and how you always give credit now to people. When Mm -hmm. social media was starting off, there were no rules. We didn't, like Peyton and I are both journalists. So we know like when you quote something, you attribute it, but the rule book just kept changing with social media. So you kept growing and developing and I love how that's your career now.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it's been really cool because I definitely fell into it. I wouldn't say I went into college or even high school thinking I want to work in social media, but just seeing how all of the platforms have changed and the algorithms and now all of the platforms have new things that they're coming up with to compete with one another. It's really cool how it's changed the world and kind of bridges that divide between the media world and the physical world now that you can connect through these platforms and meet up in real life and things like that.
1: For sure. And what's also crazy is the fact that like social media has become such a staple within our lives and society. I mean, before even the thought of having a career within social media would not, people would have never even thought that that was something like, oh, we post this for fun or like MySpace and Facebook was more of just like, oh, just talking stuff like that. Now it's really, really pushed into like advertising and platforms and stuff like that. It's being used for so much within the work and creative sense that it's so interesting to see the journey of where you go from six years ago to now and how much we have grown in our own sense of using it as well as I'm sure you've grown as a person within your life. Now, you know, the different things that you wouldn't have known back then. So it's it's really cool.
0: And some of the testimonials on this happy pages website even say that your account really helped them figure themselves out, find acceptance, love themselves. So when you created this page and you were in middle school, did you expect it to grow and become what it is now? What has that been like for you?
2: I didn't expect anything out of it. I was definitely too young to be on social media, definitely below that age range that they really tried to push but kind of failed. But I didn't really expect anything. Middle school was hard in terms of friends and mental health issues and everything that was kind of exploding for the first time, failing classes for the first time, losing friends for the first time, a bunch of things that I just never saw coming because who does in middle school? And I just started the page as a way to kind of combat everything that was happening in the real world, as well as any bullying my friends were experiencing. I was experiencing online to try and say, like, push back against it and say, that's not cool. Let's try and use social media as a place for positive change and reinvention and positivity rather than something negative that can very powerfully bring people down and ruin their lives as we've seen with cancel culture and today's celebrities and influencers which is powerful in a whole different way and paints things in a whole different light but I think it's really cool that people are able to connect to the content I post because my goal has always been to find the quote find the content that no one else is saying find the things that I want to hear because a lot of the things you see online it's like Today was a hard day. Tomorrow will be better, but it doesn't go into today was a hard day because and here are things you can do to help make tomorrow better and just kind of getting into the specifics and making people feel recognized and feel seen that their struggles aren't just their struggles. There are millions of people out there feeling the exact same way as they were, I think is really powerful. And that's what my page really tries to bring to light and kind of shine a spotlight on to make sure people know they're not alone, not now, and they will never be. So beautiful.
1: Absolutely. And I love that you said, you know, you don't want people to feel alone because especially shifting into what you mentioned with mental health, I think like when you started this, that's a really pivotal moment for people, you know, middle school, high school, college, even there, we go through all these different types of transitions within those years. And that comes with a lot of losses, a lot of wins, but especially coming to terms with yourself and a lot of Mental health issues also can come into play that you might not even realize. So, when you say, like, nobody feels alone, that's probably one of the best things somebody could want to do with something like this. And, like Charlotte mentioned earlier, we love to highlight when people are using social media in the right ways because there's a lot of ways where they're not, like you said, very negative platforms or influencers or, you know, cancel culture. There's a difference between seeing all of that. We see a lot of negativity most days and then on the flip side then somebody can see something so positive so was there a shift into like advocating for mental health within your page once you realize that this could really help people
2: there is definitely a shift in trying to be more sensitive with the content that I was sharing because I never truly realized how much people depended on what I was posting until I wouldn't post for a day and I got 5 DMs saying where was your post I needed it today type thing and just people always DMing me to try and share their personal stories, which are super personal and super valid. It's just, I'm not qualified to help because I'm in no means a therapist or licensed to do anything. But once I realized that people really were depending on my page and part of their healing process, first, big responsibility to so definitely add a little pressure to what I thought was more lighthearted. But I really just started looking at anything that could hurt people or were more negative because some of the sadder quotes definitely hit hard because you can relate to those as well. But I had to be extra sensitive to make sure I wasn't posting anything on my page that could harm an audience member, have them spiraling down a negative path. Because it, when you keep it happy and positive, it's all good, and people like to relate to that. But the second you post something that's a little more negative, it can really hurt people in ways that you don't even think about until something happens, right?
1: And that's part of the growth that you mentioned as well, mm-hmm. I'm sure you found.
0: I think it's also so important that you have the awareness to even say, I am not licensed or certified to give this advice, because I think that is a problem we are running into as well on social media. Because Mm -hmm. anyone can create content, and you have found this perfect, I want like pun intended, happy place (laughs) in the middle where you can create content that will help someone in their own journey, but it's not here's my advice. This is what you should do. It's just another tool. It's a resource to help you feel the way that you need to feel in this time, body space, wherever you are. So really kudos to you, Jesse, for being cognizant and really creating like this community that is serving people for the greater good.
2: Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely tricky at first as a teenager, and preteens coming into social media and trying to figure out my identity on my personal pages and how I was being represented on my friends pages and then kind of to create this account where I can be completely anonymous and just people relate to an anonymous figure because you are whatever they want you to be so if they need a friend in that time you can be a friend if they need someone that's completely anonymous and they don't think they relate to at all my page and my identity behind that can be that person, because I was really careful in the beginning not to really post things for anything that could be one-sided or political or there religion religion in there or anything like that, because those start to isolate people, and that was not the goal at all of my page. It kind of contradicts the empowering community sentiment behind it, so it's definitely a struggle at times when I want to post something and be like, "I support this," but at other times it's easier just to kind of remain neutral mm-hmm.
1: And there's a fine line there and a lot of different hats you have to wear, Mm -hmm. you know, in order to make everybody feel like you said, you want to ultimately stick to the goal, which is to empower people. And sometimes you kind of have to choose which way to navigate how you post your content and what you share in order to focus on that goal. So I understand that must be, you know, kind of hard to juggle sometimes, but as a current college student because you mentioned you know obviously you started this in middle school high school how do you balance running your page and also the experiences of college
2: definitely tricky (laughs) I source a lot of my content on the weekends it takes a few hours because I'm definitely very intentional as I mentioned earlier with everything I try and find and most of the things that I've seen on Instagram that I'm posting it gets reposted by a ton of other people which is awesome because it's bringing something new to the platform that was previously only on Tumblr, WeHearted or Pinterest or something that people hadn't explicitly seen on Instagram. But with college, definitely tricky with full classes and homework and internships and jobs and everything. It's hard to balance, but I just found time blocking to be my best friend, figuring out, looking at the algorithm and figuring out that between nine and 12 is this best time to post on Instagram on this day. And the next day, and always posting organically, because I never really wanted to mess around with hashtags or scheduling apps or anything, because it just felt more inauthentic. Mm -hmm. And I don't really care as much about the engagement or follower count on my page, even though there's plenty. I actually just turned off all of the likes on my posts and turned off every like I can see on other people's posts, both on this happy page and my personal, just to more embrace and and take the stress off the numbers and image that you're really trying to portray on social media. And it definitely helped with the stress component because I would go on my phone during classes and just, or during class, in the middle of lecture, just try and see, oh, how did this quote perform? Who commented this? Did anyone verify, share it to their story? And it just kind of felt more shallow and took away the intention and like niceness, I guess, behind what I was posting. So once I turned everything off and took a step back from that side of social media, it became less stressful and more fun to post and continuously share on my story and feed that's such an interesting
1: you know perspective hearing you know that you had to turn that off because i'm sure it was very consuming mm-hmm. you constantly measure, measure yourself and i feel like people do that on social media all the time with you know likes and stuff like that but when you're running a page that also creeps up on you and it's interesting to hear that and you can understand why sometimes a lot of these platforms maybe get jaded because mm-hmm. they start to focus more on my engagement and who's liking this and who's reposting this rather than like you said, the message. So that's interesting to hear.
0: It's really refreshing and such a different take. And when you were saying like what you do and you plan things over Mm -hmm. the weekend, I was gonna say, oh, like, do you use a scheduling app? Like, do you set things to post? So that's amazing to hear though, that you actually do it like during the time. So when we are seeing it, we're seeing it in live time. And Jesse, like this happy page is not something that has like 500 followers. (laughs) It is a very large account that has a significant following. And I think, and Peyton touched on this, as a society, I think we're all kind of obsessed with this number that we need this quantifiable data to figure out how we're doing or something to measure success. And we've talked about this before on the podcast. and. It's something like I'm personally struggling with, like not needing quantifiable data to demonstrate something. So it is such a wonderfully refreshing thing to hear that like that doesn't matter to you. You just, you care about the message. It's a testament to you and the community that you
2: built. Like, don't get me wrong. It's nice having more followers because then more people see the content and make it spread farther and farther. And when I look at who's sharing it, maybe it's someone from, Australia, maybe it's someone from Asia, people from all over the world, are sharing the content that I'm posting. And it's so cool to see how far it goes. And I know the summer after my freshman year, I believe Ariana Grande reshared a few posts for a story. And of course, like the account blew up, but was what was more important to me was I got about 50 messages from individual accounts after saying, Ariana share this. I'm so happy I found this page. I'm so happy I found this quote. It really helped me with this situation that I was dealing with. And it was just so cool to see how such a big figure who is definitely well-known for mental health advocacy and everything, found my little page at the time, smaller than it is now. And it shared something that definitely helped a lot of her followers and helped draw more attention to the messages that I was sharing. So that was really cool. And it's happened a few times with other names too, however big or small they are. And it's cool just to kind of connect with more people online, because I know you can definitely feel stuck in a physical space. also in the online space. On personal accounts, you want to reinvent yourself, use a new filter, change your aesthetic on stories and things like that. But just kind of reaching more people helps with the, you can keep your consistent presence and it definitely helps more people because every person sees something completely different when they look on your page, even if you think For you're sure. sharing the exact same thing every single day. Yep.
1: It's so inspiring how you feel about this page and like, you're so humble and it's definitely like, it totally makes sense why this is how your page is as well, because you are the embodiment of it. Like that's so cool.
0: <laughs> Thank you so
2: much. That means a lot.
0: So on the topic of mental health, we love how your page is really the antithesis of this topic work that's entering the mainstream, which is toxic positivity. And your account is really the complete opposite because it honors that we may not feel 100% all of the time and that we don't need to either. <laughs> um, and you even said this earlier in the discussion that You don't just want to post like, oh, you may not feel good today, but tomorrow is a new day. It's like, okay, but why aren't we feeling good? Like, let's expand on that because clearly that's important. So with toxic positivity being more prevalent today, how and what do you think about these accounts that are sharing toxic positivity and how can we adjust our frame of thinking to recognize that we don't need to be happy all of the time and that it's okay
2: to feel the feelings? I mean, I know I definitely used to post some things that would be classified as toxic positivity, but just I didn't know any better. I thought what I was posting was helping people. And it wasn't until people started commenting saying, wait, this isn't right. This isn't a good mentality to have. This is bad. And messaging me privately and actually having the conversations where they explained how that specific post or that sentiment was affecting their mental health negatively instead of positively. So that was definitely heartbreaking to hear at first because to think you're doing so much of the right thing and then realize that, wait, this isn't helping anyone. This is making things worse unintentionally, of course. I definitely started putting in more time into the posts I was looking at and even the people that are writing the posts that I'm sharing to make sure that their views don't endorse something that I don't agree with. So there's definitely a lot of research put into it, but I ultimately I think it's important to recognize that being not okay is perfectly okay. And that these standards of perfect mental health and happiness and positivity, they don't like work for everyone. Everyone has a completely different standard because everyone's working on something completely different. And for one person not making their bed one day might be the end of the world, but someone else could be dealing with something that's a lot more traumatic to them personally. So just posting the blanket one-fits-all statements don't work, just like the one-fits-all clothing, it just doesn't work. So I definitely put in more time to try and find things, like during Pride Month, trying to find things that worked specifically for that audience to make sure that they felt represented and seen. And even if those posts weren't performing as well, because it applied to a smaller part of my demographic, those people were still feeling seen and felt really recognized and important and empowered because they saw themselves reflected in what I was sharing online. So I think it's just about focusing on the individual for a second instead of the whole, because social media is not very individualized. We're very caught up with, like you guys were saying, the ideas of perfection and how we want to look and the likes and the comments and everything, That it gets really hard to keep track of what you like and what your friends like to post and things like that. So focusing more on a smaller scale instead of a larger scale and kind of going against your intuition in that way to make sure that even the little guys are feeling seen and empowered. Oh, that's amazing.
1: And it's so true. I think we try so hard to be like caught up in the now and what's popular and shared experiences and all of that. But when it comes to things like mental health, it really is individualistic, like you were saying. And again, a testament to you and how you run your page is that like, you would rather not post those one size fit all statements to make it all, you know, everybody happy and rather share the representation. And that's what more people need to do. You know what I mean? Like that's a true testament to your page and stuff like that, because too many people focus on the, I'm going to reach to everybody and everybody's going to have something. Mm -hmm. And then that's how toxic positivity is born and created and continued to be, you know, passed around. I also think it's really important that you had accountability after you were told that and you said, Oh, wow, I guess, you know, this is heartbreaking here, but wow, mm-hmm. let me change how I speak to my audience. So that's amazing. Cause a lot of places still need to get on that and start doing that with their audiences.
0: Instead of just like deleting the photo because they realized they were wrong.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly.
1: And so how do you feel to, come into adulthood with social media having been younger when you started it how does that look for you
2: it definitely changes a lot just because I think now more than ever I'm more aware that what I see online is not at all what's happening in real life like my friends will post a really pretty selfie and they look gorgeous and I'll call them and then they're having a breakdown on the phone with me two minutes after they just posted that picture so I think it's really important to recognize that what we see online is not what's happening in real life, not even close to it, not for celebrities, not for real people, not for quote pages or meme pages or anything. Online, it's still just an image that we're pushing forward, regardless of how like, real we're trying to make that image be. It's still somewhat fake in some aspects, as much as I hate that word. So I think growing up and being an adult now, I'm definitely fully aware of that now. And it's changing how I'm using my personal feed and this happy page on my personal still using filters but I'm using filters that I like not filters that my (laughs) friend told me to use or that perfectly match the feed or things like that and on this happy page just making sure that it's all very real and it might be touchy and hard to hear but if it's real I want to put it out there because there's no need to especially on that account push forward an image because there is no image to push forward in there so just being able to have the freedom to post real adult things that people might not want to hear, but I heard, and then I sat about thinking about in my room for an hour going, wow, like that hits really hard. I want to make sure people hear it. So taking down the little veil of social media is definitely something that I've gotten better at in adulthood, but I'm still working on day to day
0: and focusing on authenticity. It Mm -hmm. seems like as well. Oh, I know for a fact, when I post photos, a majority of the time it's because I feel like shit.
1: Yep. I feel feel like that (laughs) happens with a lot of people, you know, I feel like Yeah. Sometimes it is like, maybe if you're out, you know, doing things with friends, you want to post that, but a lot of like, maybe the selfies or like the pictures of just yourself, Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know. I, I think it boils down to the likes as well. You know, we kind of just want to feel like we're being noticed or like when you're going through something, you want to feel like people are there, even if they are people that aren't maybe like attainable or actually right there with you. So it gives some sort of comfort. I don't know. That's just my thought on it. Sometimes
0: (laughs) I can't even see the likes, but It's like that validating (laughs) concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like, I can put my attention on something else other than how I'm currently feeling. But that's another discussion. So Jesse, you mentioned that you are now actually working within social media marketing and that you're about, so you're going to graduate. Congratulations. That's so exciting. How did growing this happy page and learning all that you did How are you able to really turn that just from like a passion into, okay, I know that this is what I want to do.
2: I think it's really important to look at the demographics and numbers of every single account and look at who your audience is, get to know them, look at their personal Instagrams if you have to, just to make sure that you know their age, where they're living, what they're passionate about, and really focus on that. Because whether I'm running this happy page or working on an account for a brand or influencer, It really depends on their audience because if you're posting the wrong content for the wrong audience, it just doesn't work. And my angle is always to make sure the content I'm sharing is empowering, whether it's a PowerPoint deck or a one sheet or just something I'm posting on Instagram story or even tweeting out for a brand, as long as the content is empowering its audience and communicating a message that kind of reinforces the bond between the individual audience member and the brand identity or the person's identity, I think that's what's really important. So growing up with this happy page, running that really taught me how to appreciate audience input for one, making sure that you're actually hearing what your audience members are saying because their opinions are the most important. If you're trying to sell a product, you need to listen to the consumers or you're never going to get your product off the shelves. So focusing on that and again, the empowerment and the authenticity behind it, I think is what really sells the company, sells the consumer, sells anything. And that's what's really important, making sure you're creating something positive that impacts your audience in a good and uplifting manner. Absolutely. Oh, I love that.
1: It's so important. So we're kind of dwindling down on time here. So I want to ask you our last question, which we loved having you on this podcast. Thank you so much for speaking with us. Our last question for you. And we ask all of our our guests, this is how we end our episodes. What is one piece of advice you have for other 20 somethings?
2: Well, first, thank you both for having me on here. This is really cool. This is the first time I've done something like this. So I'm really excited to kind of get my voice out there in a different way. And one piece of advice, just in general, I would say to try and be more authentic in person and online, because it's an everyday struggle. If I like the way I look in this picture and not in this picture, I'm going to post the one that I look better in, obviously, but just recognizing that even if I look better in this picture, the other picture is still perfectly fine to post and that. I shouldn't be staring at my phone for an hour, figuring out which picture of my face I need to post because everyone that's following me knows who I am and what I look like. And that shouldn't be as important. So just making sure to be authentic and the messages you're sharing, using your platforms to create change, whether you're comfortable posting things about activism or not, recognizing that it's okay for other people to do that and not really silencing anyone's platform or canceling them if they do or do not post. Exactly what you want to see because it might not be authentic to their truth and who they want to be.
1: That's amazing. Thank you. That's a really good one.
0: Jesse, you're wise beyond your years.
2: Thank
1: you. And it's so important. And I'm so happy we got to speak with you because this is such an important topic. And we've never had a whole episode dedicated to social media and social media presence. We've touched on it with different guests, but I think, you know, talking to someone who's basically wants to work in the world of social media, who has a social media account that is you know, very well known and has a big, already a big audience, I think is super important because this is going to help people who are, maybe you want to explore that field of work or have their own platform that they're still trying to figure out and, you know, figure out audience engagement and all of that and their own authenticity. I think that what you shared today is extremely inspirational. Like I said before, you're very humble and more content creators need to be like you.
2: Thank you. It's like the highest compliment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Jesse, thank you so
0: much for being our guest on this podcast. We love chatting with you and we're so excited to share this happy page with our listeners. Thank
2: you so much. Ditto. Vice versa. Thanks. Thank you for listening. If this episode resonated
1: with you, make sure to follow at this happy page on Instagram.
0: As always, if you enjoyed this episode, like, share, subscribe to 20 and trying wherever you get your podcast. You can also follow along on our Instagram at 20andtrying.podcast, or you can join our secret Facebook group where you can connect with other 20 somethings and like-minded individuals. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Bye.